Hello, welcome to another episode of Dazed and Confused, my weekly live show where I chat to you about social media, about video, and all the stuff that you could be doing as a brand and as a business for free to make sure everybody is talking about you on this thing right here, the mobile phone. If your audience and your community are not talking about you, then who are they talking about? Maybe they're going to be talking about your competition and the people who they want to spend money with. Maybe they could be talking about you if you're consistent enough. So that's what we are doing today. We're going to be talking about social media, about video. We are going to be answering your questions, the questions that you've asked uh, over the last few days. And uh, I'm just going to get them all into one place right now so that I can just basically go through them and answer them as quickly as I can. We've got about seven or eight questions to go through. If you've got any questions you want to ask right now about social media, about video for your brand, your business, stick them into the comments, whatever platform you're watching on, whether it be Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, or on Facebook, I'll do my best to answer them all. Uh, yes, we would normally be live on Instagram this evening, just not really had a chance to set it up, um, and time has got away with me, but I want to make sure that I do this live for you tonight. Uh, so we're going to answer those questions. If you've got any, stick them into the comments. First things first, uh, to let you know who I am, um, I'm Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios, and uh, we're an award-winning visual marketing agency. We're based in the UK, and we help brands and businesses create content that really makes them stand out on social media. Now, it could be video, animation, aerial work, all sorts of different types of stuff. Uh, however, a few years ago, it became really obvious to me that not every brand was in a position to spend money on having content created. So I want to try and help as many of them as I possibly could do understand what they could do for free with content and making the content they've got work harder for them. Free being my second favorite four-letter word in the entire world. So I sat down, I went through a process I'd used myself, I've used it with clients, I've spoken about it on stage. I turned it into a book, called it How to Nine Times Your Social Media, and that's what all my content is about, is trying to help you create content for your brand and for your business so that when we do get out the other side of all this craziness, because I know not everybody is still trading fully yet, uh, once we get out the other side of it, people still have a brand, still have a business that people want to come and spend money with and are actually talking about on social media and sharing that content and sharing the value that you've got to give. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. So tonight, like I say, I'm going through some questions. We've had a bunch of questions come through. So I'm just going to answer them all. If you've got any questions, stick them into the comments. And uh, maybe some of these questions will help you out. Maybe some of them are stuff you've heard before. I don't know. We will find out as we go on. Um, hopefully, by the way, this is going to be my last podcast, last live, last video with um, the longest hair ever in the world. Obviously, if you're listening on the podcast, you won't know that. But um, everybody else watching right now can see I look like little Lord Fauntleroy um, with my crazy long hair. Uh, so anyway, shall we crack on with the question? So question number one. Carl has asked a question. I'm in the market department for a charity. What type of social media content should we be using? Number one. This is a really simple question to answer, so I'm going to just go through some ideas for you. Number one, tell everybody what it is that you do, the value that you bring, the pain that you remove. Obviously, working as a charity, whatever the charity might be, you will be removing a pain point somewhere along the lines, whether you are the Dogs Trust or you are a hospice. Everybody who works in a charity is removing a pain of some sort, and there is plenty of value there that you are giving. Now, 
The thing is, for most charities, obviously, they want more money coming in from their doors. You can't be begging for money because that just puts people off. Um, so how do you do that? You make emotional-based content, and it feels probably a little bit dirty and a little bit cheeky, but that's kind of what you've got to do. You're not trying to toy with people's emotions, but you've got to show them what it is that you do in an emotional way. If you run a hospice, you need to be talking to people who found what you provide as a service a great help. If you are the Dogs Trust, then you need to show people that you are providing a service by making sure dogs and animals aren't put down and they go to a good home and they're looked after and the stories behind each of the dogs and making sure the right dog goes to the right home because obviously some animals aren't keen to be around children and some animals want to be around a really old person or a slow-moving person or all that kind of stuff you make sure of. So you need to be making content that is connected to the pain that your charity removes and also connecting people emotionally through case studies and all that kind of stuff. If you look at what things like Children in Need do or Red Nose Day do, they create content that ties people into them, draws them in emotionally by showing where the money that they are willing to give actually goes and the good that it does. And that's what you need to be doing yourself as a charity. And it doesn't have to be just video content. It could be podcasts with case studies with people. You sit down in a room with a microphone and just talk. It could be photographs of a family having fun if you're a hospice and all that kind of stuff. There's, there's just so much content as a charity you could be creating. So just think about what it is that your charity does, the pain it removes, the value it gives. Start creating content about that. Okay, number two, uh, when I'm lighting my content, what should I be doing? Okay, you shouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. So I'm using the room light. I've got a little spotlight there. Normally, I would have a, an overhead light as well. But like I said, tonight's a little bit rushed. I've also got the window behind me, which is not a good thing in any way, shape, or form. Unfortunately, I don't have the space to play with. But if you have the room, make sure that you are not sat with the window behind you. It will black you out a little bit. What you kind of want to be doing, if you don't have the money to spend money on having lights around you and overhead lamps and all that kind of stuff like I would normally use to do my lives, then what you want to do is make sure you're using the daylight. So this light here, that's through this window, that's really overexposed right now, looks like a close encounters of the third kind is happening on outside my window. If I could get my computer and lift it up and put it, here so that I'm sat here with the light from the window lighting me, then the daylight would be a perfect light source. And yes, it's nice to have what's called three-point lighting as a basic setup for your lighting. But if you can't afford to have lights, daylight is the way to go forward. If you can afford to have a setup with lights and you've got the space to do it, and what I would recommend is going to read the blog that I've posted underneath the question in the description below. Um, it's all about three-point lighting. It's about key lights, fill lights, and um, backlighting. And it will just give you a bit more of an idea of what you could do, even maybe with just some general household lamps and all that kind of stuff, just to give more of a feeling to your content. But hopefully that helps. But yeah, if you don't have any money, daylight is your friend. 
use it if you possibly can do take your webcam up to face you with you facing the window so that the daylight is lighting you um you can't get much better than sunlight it looks great that's why we have what's called golden hour and, and things like that so people can go and take photographs during sunsets and stuff because the light is just so amazing uh, right question number three what websites do you use to find what special days are happening quick and easy one for you this one is for james who's over in the states uh, I use a website called daysoftheyear.com. It's actually very American-friendly as well, so really go and check it out. Um, a lot of the days on there are American days and European stroke UK days. Uh, daysoftheyear.com. Again, I've put a link to it underneath the question in the description below, so you can go and find it really easily. There's loads of others out there, but that's the one I mainly use, um, and a lot of days are listed on there, and it's a really, really great website. Uh, right, question four, another quick one. How do you caption your videos? Uh, I've said it once, I'll say it again, rev.com. There are loads of other captioning services out there, but the one I use is rev.com. There is a link in the section below. Please feel free to go and click it. It is an affiliate link. I will get a kickback if you use it, but you will also save some money as well if you use it yourself. They offer us several different services. You can get translations created for your content, so you can have international content created. You can have captions that are damn near perfect for your content created. Uh, they cost $1.25 a minute per piece of video or audio, uh, or you can have like a rough AI created version, which is about 80% right, and you have to go in and correct it yourself. So if you've got the software to do that, that's probably the one I'd go for if you've got a little bit of extra time on your hands, because it only costs 25 cents a minute, which bit of a bargain if you ask me so definitely worth taking a look at uh anyway like i say link down in the section below rev.com there are other services out there if you want to go and check them out uh question five uh this one has come through from josh uh, what are some great apps for content creation okay just before christmas i did the 24 days of christmas the app vent calendar and in there, there was loads and loads of really great apps that you could be using. Uh, I'm just going to open up my phone so that I can go through just a few of them that I've used myself in the past. Uh, we've got Photoshop Camera. You've got Clipomatic, which is one of my favorite ones. It puts captions directly onto your short videos, like 60-second videos. Really great app. Uh, WordSwag, Ripple, StoryChic creates really great animated stories for your Instagram story feed. And you've also got apps like Canva. Uh, you've got over spark post textro uh, headliner is another one that i absolutely love let me show you the uh, the logo for that it looks just like that there um absolutely brilliant app if you have a podcast and you don't want to create video content but you've got audio content and it's about 10 minutes long any longer than that i won't do it but up to about 10 minutes you can create what's called an audiogram where it's a still image, but there is a waveform created on the screen for you. So it will create a video of your podcast for you. So you just need to say, this is where my podcast is. It goes, oh, thank you very much. Downloads that piece of audio, and then you can either cut clips out, which is what I do. I cut out a 60-second clip and post it on Instagram to draw people to my podcast, or you can actually create a video of the full thing if it's underneath 10 minutes long. Really great app, Headliner. They do have a paid-for version, but the free version does it all, and you get, I think it's about six unwatermarked versions through the month, and then they start watermarking them after that. So if you're only doing like four podcasts a month, you're laughing. If you're doing them daily like me, you're screwed. But it's still a brilliant app. Um, but if you want to go and check out all the other apps, go back through my Instagram feed, find December, and uh, take a look at the app vent calendar.
some brilliant apps in there. Uh, okay. Sam, I keep getting picked up on copyright for YouTube with the music I use. Have you got any suggestions? Yes, stop using copyrighted music, basically, is the way forward. Um, there is such a thing as fair usage, but if you keep getting picked up for it, the chances 